Welcome to The Heart Zone, featuring George Cannon. This broadcast is a time of teaching and encouragement from Kerwinsville Christian Church. For more information, we invite you to visit us on the web at www.kerwinsvillechristian.org. And now for a message from The Heart Zone. Here's George Cannon. You know, guys, we're... As a part of our morning messages, we've been going through the Gospel of Matthew. So we're up to chapter 8. You know, we've looked at the first seven chapters, and we were looking at Jesus, the great King. Our focus now as we get into chapters 8 and 9 is going to be on the compassion of the King. And that's really, to be honest with you, something that we struggle with. Because I don't know about you, but life just kind of goes on. You get up in the morning, you either go to school or you go to work or you've got something else going on, and it's usually the same thing every day, and it seems like there's difficulties, and the reality of Christ, the reality of God in our life, doesn't seem real. We want to believe, we say we believe, if somebody were to ask us, yeah, we believe, but when it comes to the issues that we face and wanting to know whether or not God's going to be there, there's a hesitancy. Do you know what I mean by that? We hesitate for the moment. In fact, have you ever told somebody like this? I mean, you're going through something, you're going through a difficulty, and you tell somebody, you tell a good Christian friend at church or somebody else, and they tell you, they almost give you this, this pat answer. They're like, oh, I'll pray for you. Well, I don't need you to pray for me. I need you to give me a solution. It's almost like we don't expect God to do anything. Do you understand what I'm saying? We've got this hesitancy. You know, I've kind of thought two things here I want to just share with you about that hesitancy that we go through. The first one is, I think, very true of all of us. We genuinely want to see God working in our lives. I don't know of anybody here who would say, yeah, George, I don't care whether or not God works in my life. No, I think everybody, am I right in saying that? Everybody genuinely wants to see the hand of God in their life. They want to see God answering prayer. They want to see God bringing comfort. They want to see God giving strength. They want to see God working things out, healing people. They want to see God. There's a genuineness in our hearts where we want to see him, right? Am I correct in saying that? But here's our hesitancy. Our hesitancy is this. We hesitate with the commitment that Jesus calls for. We hesitate with, yeah, we want to see him do his work, and we want to see him help us get through the stuff that we're going through on a day-to-day basis, but here's what we hesitate at, because, you know, here's the thing. Jesus says a lot of different things, and some of it is, is he tells us what we need to do and how we need to live our lives. And the commitments we need to make, and to be honest with you, that's where we get a little hesitant. Do you know what I'm saying? That's where, okay, you know, I want you to work in my life, Jesus, but all this other stuff, I just don't know. Do you know what I'm saying? Because I kind of like the stuff that I'm involved in. I kind of like the way my life is going. Could it be better? Yeah, but, you know, I'm okay with it. I've adjusted to it. See, we hesitate. We hesitate with a full-fledged commitment to him. We want his blessing. We want to see him working. But we kind of cringe sometimes at some of the things he tells us we need to do. 
And let me just stop for a moment. When I talk about the things that Jesus tells us we need to do, I'm talking about the things that he tells you in the word of God that you need to do. I'm not talking about what rules some preacher came up with or some church has or what grandma says you should do or some aunt says you should do. I'm not talking about that kind of stuff. Do you understand? I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about what God tells you to do in his word. We hesitate even at that. Do you understand what I'm saying? We hesitate. But we're still left with that first thing. We still genuinely want to see him. Is it possible that there might be a connection there? That's something to think about as we go through this passage today. Is it possible that there might be a connection there? So here we come to chapter 8. Jesus has just given us his, his great sermon, the Sermon on the Mount, talking about who can be a part of the kingdom. And now Matthew turns his attention to talking about this Jesus, the compassion of this Jesus, the compassion of the king, that we all want to see. And we're going to see a little bit of it here today. But we're also going to see that he's going to tell us something that we need to do to get to the next level. Do you understand what I'm saying? You and I need to get to another level. What do you mean by that, George? You and I need to get to another level in our Christian life where we're more than just wanting Jesus to answer our prayers and do stuff for us. We actually want to get to a level where we're responding to him. Do you understand what I'm saying? Where we're doing the things he's telling us to do. And, it, and, and, and you open up your world to a whole different dimension than when you're in that level. So here's what we're going to see about Jesus today. Let's look together. We're just going to look at the first four verses, just four verses this morning about a healing of a man who's got something pretty serious and look at what Jesus does. Look with me at verse 1. When he had come down from the mountains, okay, so this is talking about when he had just delivered his sermon. When he had come down from the mountain, great multitudes followed him. And behold, a leper came and worshipped him, saying, Lord, if you are willing, you can make me clean. And Jesus put out his hand and touched him, saying, I am willing, be cleansed. And immediately his leprosy was cleansed. And Jesus said to him, See that you tell no one, but go your way, show yourself to the priest, and offer a gift that Moses commanded as a testimony to them. Here's what we're going to do, folks. We're going to, we're going to take these four verses, and we're going to talk about willingness. We're going to talk about the willingness of God. So here's one thing I want you to understand. When you talk about, does God care for you? Does God want to interact in your life? Does God want to bring peace to your life and joy? Does God want to interact in whatever circumstance that you're going through? You and I need to grasp the reality that there is a willingness on the part of God, period. You need to grasp that. You need to mark that down. You need to own that. You don't need to question that. Because we get into the question mode sometimes, don't we? Does he care? We're going to see the willingness. But then we're also going to see the next level. The next level that I was talking to you about. So let's talk about the willingness here. Look with me at verses 1 to 2. 1 to 2 tells us that as he's done with his sermon, he's coming off the mountain, there's a multitude following him. There's a guy, he must have been listening. He's a leper. He's probably listening at a distance. A leper is someone who's suffering from leprosy. Now, let me help you understand. We're not talking necessarily about leprosy that we have today, which is called Hansen's disease, although it could be. 
But a leper in, the, in those days was anybody who had any kind of skin problem. Could be a rash, could be any kind of skin problem. He would be then considered a leopard. And by their religious culture and the culture of their day, he had to separate himself from the rest of the people. Because people didn't want to get near you for fear of it getting on them. Do you understand what I'm saying? So here's a guy who's basically been isolated, listen to me, isolated from everybody else. And he shows up, and look at what he says in verse 2. I think this is very interesting. Lord, if you're willing, you can make me clean. Now I want you to take a look. Look at what he's saying there. The question is, Lord, if you're willing, the fact is you can make me clean. He's already got faith that Jesus can make him clean, right? You see that there in the text. The question is, Lord, are you willing? Now let me just stop for a moment before I give you the point. I want you to think for a moment because this is some things that I struggle with sometimes. Mentally, here's the, here's the thing, and, and even this week I was thinking about some things that I was wrestling with the Lord with in prayer. Mentally, we know God can do it, right? Mentally, we know he can provide. Mentally, we know he can heal. Mentally, we know that he's in control. God is able to do it. Mentally, we know that. Mentally. But here's the question. It's the question the leper has. Are you willing? Are you willing, Lord? Are you willing to touch my life? Are you willing to provide for my family or my life? Lord, are you willing to bring healing in this situation? Are you willing? Are you willing? Are you willing? We're asking the same question, right? We mentally know, Lord, you can do it. You can do it. But our, our question is, are you willing? Are you willing? So here's the point I want you to see here as we look at this, 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 this willingness on, we're not convinced that God will touch our lives. First thing I want you to think about as we look at this. See, the question comes from not being convinced. We know that he can do it. The question we have is because we're not convinced that he'll do it in our lives. Do you understand what I'm saying? We're not convinced that he'll do it in our lives. Let me just stop for a moment. Let me, I want you to think for a moment, okay? What's the biggest crisis in your life right now? Don't tell me what it is. I want you to think about it. What's the biggest crisis in your life right now? Is it a health issue? Is it a relationship, marriage issue? Is it a work issue? Is it a money issue? What's the biggest crisis in your life right now? Think about that. Now, here's what I want you to think. Listen to me. Mentally, theologically, because you're a Christian, you would say, yeah, God can handle that. God can take care of that. God can answer that. Everybody agree with what I'm saying? We, we're Mentally, we're there. Now, here's the hesitancy. The hesitancy on our part, and this is what I'm talking about, this is the hesitancy. The hesitancy is we're not convinced that he'll do it for us. How do you know that, George? Look at the way we pray. When we pray, I mean, like this week, I'm praying, I find myself at some points begging, God, can you please, please do this? Why am I begging? Because there's a question mark in my mind and my heart as to whether or not God can do it for me. Did you understand what I'm saying? 
See, we're, we're not convinced that God will touch our lives. We know he can. This is why the guy's asking the question. Are you willing? We can resonate with him, can't we? We can, we can, we can understand where this guy's at. We can understand it. Here, here's the second thing I want you to see here. And this one you've got alone. Put a star by this one. Look at what Jesus says. Verse 3. He put out his hand and he touched him saying, I'm willing, be cleansed. And immediately his leprosy was cleaned. Here's the point. And maybe my point doesn't truly grasp everything here. Jesus is willing to personally touch our lives. You need to own that. Jesus is willing to personally touch our lives. Do you understand what I'm saying? Here, I want you to grasp what's going on here. I mean, we could read this verse, verse 3. Oh, yeah, that's really cool. Yep, what's verse 4 say? You're missing it. Here's a guy, he's a leper. That means he's an outcast. Nobody can go near him. In fact, if he were to walk into a room, he would have to cry out, I have leprosy, and watch the room divide. People getting away from him. Someone who doesn't have anyone touch him. Do you know how important human touch is to people? Do you know know what I mean? It's important to have human touch. It's important to have somebody touch you. That's not a sappy thing. We're made that way. So here's a guy who's not, who's basically untouchable, living in isolation. And here's what Jesus says. He says, Jesus, are you willing? Jesus says, I'm willing, but he does more than that. When he says, I'm willing, he reaches out and he touches the guy. That's powerful. Why? Because he could have just said, be clean. Guy would have been clean. He didn't need to touch him. Why is he touching him? Because it's personal. Jesus is being personal. Jesus is reaching out and touching the guy right in the core and the essence of who he is and what his need is. Do you understand what I'm saying? The guy's need is more than just to be cleansed. The guy's need is to know that somebody cares. That's what Jesus does. See, I want you to think about it. Think about that. Remember I had you think on your crisis for a moment? Yeah, you need an answer. You need God to show up. You need God to do something. But here's, here's, you need more than just an answer. You need to know that God loves you, don't you? You need to know that God cares. You want it to be personal, not some abstract thing. You want to be touched. You want to be touched. See, this is what's so amazing to me, is that Jesus is willing to personally touch our lives. And then here's the third point, and this is something we've got to remind ourselves. Jesus heals. He heals. He heals. 
So, why do I need to tell you that? Because we forget it. We forget it. Jesus heals. And folks, let me tell you something. Healing's not, it's not just the removal of a disease. It's not just the, the making whole of a body. It's, it's the making whole of a spirit. It's the making whole of a heart. Did you understand what I'm saying? Because he can heal you without physically healing you. But the fact of the matter is that Jesus heals. And, and I'll be honest with you, folks. We hesitate with that. We make excuses, don't we? Even when we pray, Lord, if it's your will, heal. What's that? That's called the escape clause. Because maybe it wasn't his will. Well, maybe you've got a misunderstanding of what healing is. Because oftentimes God will heal in one way and not heal in another way. And, and I'll be honest with you, we're almost at the point, if we just want to acknowledge it, we're almost at a point where we really don't know if he can heal anymore. What do you mean? We become cynical. Can he heal marriages? Can he heal families? Can he heal relationships? Can he heal the scars that we carry in our lives? Can he heal us of the things that we face and the emotions that we bring? See, healing is more than just for the physical. Do you understand? Yes, maybe you're going through something physically and you need God to heal you. Yes, we'll pray for that. God can heal. But sometimes the healing is more than that. Do you understand what I'm saying? He can heal you of the shame and the guilt that you carry. Jesus heals. See, he's willing He's willing to be a part of our lives. But let's get back to the hesitancy. The hesitancy, again, we, we, we genuinely want him to be a part of our lives. But here's the thing. We're just not convinced. We're just not convinced. So he heals this individual. And you would think that uh, the story, the, the incident, would end right there. But it doesn't. Matthew tells us something else, and that's what we find in verse 4. It's almost kind of odd that it's there. It's like, what in the world does this got to do with anything? So I want you to look with me. Look with me at verse 4. And look at what Jesus tells him. Jesus said to him, see that you tell no one, but go your way, show yourself to the priest, offer the gift that Moses commanded as a testimony to them. What? What's this guy supposed to do? I mean, Jesus, I thought you were coming. I just listened to your message. I thought you were coming to free us from all of this religious stuff and and that there's freedom and faith in you and... What are you doing, Jesus? What are you telling him? Well, here's something we need to think about. If we're going to go to the next level, if we're going to go to the next level, we really need to wrestle with verse 4. We need to understand it. We need to wrestle with it. And part of wrestling with it, let me just go ahead and put a point up on the screen for you, and that's this. We want God to touch our lives on our terms. See, we're we're happy with the healing. We want the healing. We want to genuinely see God do the healing. 
that's it, verse 3, the story's over, let's move on to the next story. But it's not over, there's, there's something else here, that's verse 4, and we have a hard time with verse 4, because here's the reason why. We want God, let's just be flat out honest, we want God to touch our lives on our terms. God, you heal, but I don't want anything else. God, you, you answer, but I, I, no, no expectations, Lord. I expect you to do, God, but it's on my terms, on what I want. Do you understand? That's, that's how we, let's, let's just be flat out honest with you. That's how we want to live the Christian life. And I'll just be flat out honest with you. That's how a lot of Christians are living the Christian life today. In fact, you know, we'll go to a church as long as it's on our terms. But if you cross that line, church, if you cross that line, speaker, if you cross that line, we'll go somewhere else where it'll be on our terms. Did you know what I'm saying? We want to see God work. But we want it on our terms. But here's what verse 4 is telling us. Here's the second thing I want you to see here as we look at this verse. Jesus calls the man to fulfill God's command. What are you talking about here, George? Well, in the Old Testament law, they had very strict laws concerning how they were to operate as a society. There, were, there was a moral law. We understand that. It's the Ten Commandments. There was a religious law, the sacrifices that they needed to make. But there was also a law about how they were to live their lives day by day. And this is what God gave them in the law. And and part of the law that he gave them was this, concerning the issue of leprosy. And that when somebody who had leprosy, if he was healed in some way, if the leprosy left him in some way, he had to go to the temple and have a priest in inspect whatever was leprous. So if he had a leprous spot on his arm or on his body, the priest would then look at that and, and say, okay, it's okay. And there was it was defined in the law exactly what was okay and what was not okay. And then if you were declared, listen to me, if you were declared clean, you then had to make a sacrifice to God proclaiming that you were healed. And that was God's commandment. And this is what Jesus is telling the guy. The guy's saying, don't tell anybody. Think about that for a moment. You just got healed of leprosy. You just got whatever it was that's keeping you from the way from rest of the, the rest of society is just taken from you. You're supposed to be quiet about it. Think about what Jesus is asking him. And Jesus says, you go show yourself to the priest as Moses commanded. And offer it. Notice what Jesus says. This is what the third point is going to be here. Look at what he says there, verse 4. As a testimony to them. To who? A testimony to Israel. What? Here's the point. It's about bringing glory to God. That's what God's doing here. He's wanting you to fulfill his command so that he gets the glory. 
That's why he's wanting him to do that, for the guy to bring glory to God. So couldn't he have just done that by shouting it out from the mountaintop? Hey, I got healed! No, he wanted it to do it the way God wanted it to be done. So here's what I want you to see. Here's the next level. Maturity is not seeking God's hand, but responding in obedience. Do you understand what I'm saying? Maturity is not just seeking God's hand. It's responding in obedience. What are you talking about, George? Here's where I'm at. A lot of Christians are here. I've been there. Where all we want to see is God answering prayer. We want the gravy train to flow. We want the, the, the heavens to open up. And God, make sure that I've got a good job. And God, make sure that I can pay my bills. And God, make sure that my family's okay and I'm staying healthy. And God, make sure of all of these things. And Lord, you know, my car's a mess. Can I get a new one? And God, help me with that. We want to see God's hand. That's one level. But that's not maturity. Maturity in Christ is being obedient. Doing what he says. In fact, isn't it what Jesus said in the Gospel of John? If you love me, what? Keep my commandments. Now, just stop for a moment. Notice he said, my commandments. He didn't say the preacher's commandments. He didn't say that church's commandments. He didn't say your mama's commandments. Did you understand what I'm saying? He's talking about keep my commandments. Do you understand? Keep my commandments. See, that's maturity. Maturity is not just seeking his hand or, for some of you, his pocketbook. Maturity is responding to him in obedience. Doing what he says. This is why he's telling this guy that. Yes, I'm willing. I'm willing to heal you. Here, I'll touch you. And you're healed. But here's what I want you to do. Go show yourself to the priest. See, here's the thing. Yeah, you want God to touch you, but are you willing to do what he is asking you to do? See, I don't know if I agree with that, George. I, you know, you're just taking one passage there. I, I don't know. All right, really? Think about it. John chapter 8. Woman caught in adultery. They bring the woman to Jesus. Jesus, we caught this woman in adultery. What do we do with her? What does Moses command? They're trying to catch Jesus. And Jesus said, okay, he who is without sin, let him cast the first stone. And you know what happens? Her accusers leave because nobody can pick up a stone. And then Jesus is there with a woman alone, and Jesus looks at her and says, Lord, where's your accusers? Well, they're not here. Well, I don't accuse you either. And then he tells her this. Remember what he told her? Go and sin no more. Do you understand? He he provided, he touched her life, he brought her a physical salvation, right? But what does he tell her to do? He tells her to do something too, doesn't he? See, it becomes an issue of obedience. The guy, the guy who's healed by the, the pool of Siloam, he's healed by Jesus. Jesus goes and finds him later and tells the guy, if you look at the passage, again, it's in John, Jesus tells the guy flat out, don't sin or it'll be far worse for you later on. 
Again, he's telling him something to do. See, maturity is not just seeking God's hands, but it's responding in obedience. Thank you for being with us this morning. And we trust that today's message has been both challenging and an encouragement to your heart. At Kerwinsville Christian Church, a warm welcome is always extended to you. We're located at 700 State Street, Kerwinsville, Pennsylvania. For more information about our ministry, please visit us on the web at www.kerwinsvillechristian.org. Now, on behalf of George Cannon and the entire church family, we hope that you will look to the Heavenly Father in all that you face this coming week.